developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. We want to go more in depth on this study that's starting today on the National Weather Service and NOAA, their parent company, doing this study on the um, QLCS tornadoes. Talking with Steve Piltz here, the National Weather Service and Tulsa meteorologist in charge. And this caught my attention. Got an email today from uh, Noah, the, the parent of the National Weather Service, about this research that starts today, goes through May, about tornadoes, the QLCS, or sometimes called squall line tornadoes. Before we get too far into the study, uh, Steve, will you remind us what a QLCS tornado is and how it's different from, say, like a supercell? Well, the, the QLCS tornado or squall line tornado is just as its name kind of says, it, it forms within a line of storms and a little bit different mechanism as opposed to the supercell storm. Both can be bad. Tulsa had an experience with that back in 2017. And they're awfully hard to forecast, and that's why the extra research. And they're not studying us. They're studying a different part of the country, kind of south and southeast of us. Why is that the focus this time, do you think? Well, the tornadoes like that occur quite frequently in the southeastern U.S., but they also really occur frequently in eastern Oklahoma. So the study could have been done here, but there's been so much research done in the plains, I think they just wanted to get the extra diversity in their data sets and, and get to a different part of the country. So those type of tornadoes happen down there, and they're also problematic because of the population density. There's just more folks per square mile there, and so there's, the impacts can be greater. I know we've heard over recent years that the uh, tornado alley, if you will, is kind of moving. Is that why maybe they're going that way? Are, are squall line tornadoes becoming more common down there? Well, I think squall line tornadoes in general are more common in our database but because before about 2005, 2008, we really didn't recognize them very well. So oftentimes those types of tornadoes went down as wind damage. But when the Doppler radars gained some resolution around 2007, 2008, we saw like, hey, these are not just straight line wind things. These really are tornadoes. And so the database suddenly begins to fill up with them. And that kind of changes the climatology of tornadoes some. You mentioned that 2017 storm. That was the surprise tornado in the middle of the night uh, in August, which caught almost everybody off guard. Let's go back to that and look at why researching and learning about these type of tornadoes is really important. Because I know from talking to you and other meteorologists that they can be really hard to see coming. The QLCS tornado setup is one we can recognize going into it, and we can say, hey, there's going to be that type of tornado somewhere in the area, but that's about all we really know. And so we know going into an event, oftentimes, like, we're going to miss a couple tornadoes tonight, and no one really wants to work the radar when, when we know that that's the setup, because the basic indicators that we see often don't present themselves until the tornado formation has actually started. And so it's, it's often hard to get any kind of lead time at all on a tornado that forms in a squall line. Sometimes once they do occur and we see a pattern set up, we can warn out ahead of that a little bit, but it's just very tough. You think that's why uh, when nights like that approach, there's a really widespread tornado watch versus kind of a, this county and that county, because you got to cover anybody that could be in that whole setup. Well, that, that's, a, that's a good point that sometimes we, the watches and warnings get just a little bit larger in that type of setup. We really try hard to keep the tornado warnings under control size-wise, 
which makes it harder Well, we could issue a blanket warning, but that really does no one any good in the long run. On any particular night, better safe than sorry is, is always the answer, but when you add up all the stormy nights we have, by the time we get to June and we've issued so many tornado warnings in areas that, that didn't see things, that, that begins to be a negative as well. What do you think these researchers are, are looking for? What would be the best outcome of this study Like that, that would really be useful data for your office and other offices around the country? If they can find something that we can readily identify in our current data that says this part of that line of thunderstorms has a high likelihood of creating a, a tornado in even the next five or ten minutes, that would be better than being behind it like we often are. But the problem is they're going to be point blank to the storm. They're going to be censoring, putting sensors around the entire squall line and looking at it in a resolution that operationally we can't unless it's really close to the radar. So that's part of the whole research, how to t- turn their, their high-resolution data into something that's actionable for us. Well, we have a little bit of activity here in Tulsa today, just rain, thankfully. But uh, since I've got you, what, what do you see coming for the next few days? Well, it still kind of stays unsettled and on the cool side. Uh, there's discussion um, going on right now on the forecast side of the office that there'll be a chance of rain mixing in with snow and probably won't be a big deal, but it has forecasters looking at it. And it's one of these systems like we've seen before where the cold air is not really here, but sometimes the storm system can make its own cold air, and that's where you're really kind of at the mercy of the weather. You just can't hardly call that situation before before it really starts to happen. Steve Piltz, the meteorologist in charge at the National Weather Service in Tulsa. One last question, because it is... Um We'll say we're approaching mid-February here. It's going to be pretty soon that uh, spring is here in our most active severe weather season. Any indications as to um, what you might be expecting this year? I know it's so hard to do long range, that kind of broad question, but uh, it's been a while since we've seen a whole lot here in the metro. Well, you know, it is it is a tough question, but if you just kind of go off the last couple of months, we've seen weather systems that if this pattern continues into the spring would be favorable for severe weather. Some years you can tell that the upper level wind patterns are just kind of marginal, but going into the winter and now headed towards spring, that upper level flow pattern looks kind of favorable for severe weather. So maybe that tips the odds towards a more active season. Steve, thanks so much. Certainly. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 